Hey everyone, Spencer Sue here, your tech realtor of the Bay Area. Because of my background as an enterprise software sales manager for a decade and making a successful transition into a top realtor, I'm actually going to be introducing a new series to take a look and provide my candid thoughts on new prop tech businesses. Uh, these can range from like products like ring doorbells to actually companies leveraging technologies to improve all facets of real estate. So uh, I know the real estate industry in itself is one of the slowest to adopt technology. Um, you know, it's extremely fragmented. However, it doesn't stop companies like the one that we're about to take a look at to try to figure out solutions uh, for these really big problems. So this week, we're going to be taking a look at a company called Homebound. Think of them as a tech-enabled general contractor. All right. So as of January 2020, Homebound has actually raised a $35 million Series B round, totaling their current investments to $53 million. They claim to have developed tools to track and manage 370 unique tasks when building out a home. Now, anyone that has done renovations knows that there are a lot of components involved when it comes to renovations. And this is even uh, much more magnified when dealing with ground up construction, where there's even more complexities and even more possible delays. They currently cover Sonoma, Napa, Contra Costa County, LA, and Ventura counties. So they, they're basically both Northern California and Southern California in different pockets. So what are my general thoughts of the company itself? As you can take a look around, what they have done is they have certainly streamlined the process or they're ultimately enabling people to be streamlined. So what are my thoughts on this company? I think they actually certainly have several fronts that they're tackling at the same time, which makes it a very interesting proposition. They're combining a lot of the things that are fragmented in the industry, whether it's talking about, let's say you're talking about from the ground up, you're talking about the lot itself. There could be different soils engineers, structural engineers. There's an architect for the design elements. Uh, there's certain insurance, insurance is needed given there's a lot of risks all throughout the process and different people that need to be covered. From a finance perspective, not all banks led on construction loans. And so certain options, including land, construction, and perhaps refinancing out, there's a lot of uh, components from a monetary perspective. Then you have the complexity of the construction itself. And then obviously you have the finishings of choosing the cosmetic items, such as finishing the kitchen and bath, so on and so forth. And then eventually you'll move in. As you can see, there's a lot of fronts here. So it's very fragmented and it's really hard to be able to trust a vendor. And there is no vendor that actually does all of these simultaneously. Um, it's just too many moving pieces. So for them to try to tackle that and to create this vertical integrated company makes it really interesting. So what are all the different things that they can do, given that they control all these different categories? You can see from their site, they're able to drive up significantly of the customer satisfaction because there is a lot less uh, coordination from the different components. You're really dealing with one front who will be uh, basically a project manager to handle every step of the way, which is certainly convenient. So there's less potential hiccups. At the same time, the timeline itself, they claim to have been able to reduce it significantly. I'd be really interested to see this, um, given the Bay Area, uh, a lot of areas are a lot slower to build, but if you're there, it makes sense because they're controlling the entire experience. They know exactly when their own labor is ready to go. They also know where things are at that given time. 
What I also find interesting is that they can possibly, because they do a lot of business in one county and one city, they may uh, form a really good relationship with those local city officials. So things may be permitted and passed through a lot faster than if you're doing these one-off projects or that person doesn't have that much rapport with the city. So there are some interesting things there. The other thing that I think is interesting is that from a peer supply perspective, think of them as like a mini builder. So while they're doing, they're not doing a lot of projects in one parcel of land, they are doing a good amount of volume. So perhaps there's some leverage that they can get, whether it's lumber, concrete, uh, it could be different uh, materials for like for like the finishes of bathrooms and kitchens. So it makes it really interesting from their scale perspective to be able to give you uh, or give clients a volume discount or for them to be able to make uh, actually more money. But I think what makes this the most important thing is the opportunity to democratize the construction industry itself. Right now, it's very complex. Like there's so many steps. People don't even know where to go. They think they can simply just drop a shed or a prefab unit onto a home and that's it. It's certainly way more than that. I get these calls myself given uh, I'm on Zillow and I get calls for like lots in Belmont as an example. So it's certainly not that easy. So, But it does allow people to have a provider that they can go to, to get quotes, to understand the process, and then decide if they want to even move forward. So it'll open up a lot of really interesting opportunities of land development. And what they are typically are doing are more infill land developments. So they're not builders like buying this massive piece of land and you know subdividing into space, but it allows people to be able to be their own uh, dream builder, which from HDTV, you can probably see there's a lot of people that have done a lot of remodeling work, but construction is a whole, a whole different ballgame in itself. And so what are the challenges when, when you're dealing with this kind of business model? The current challenge and the current problem, well, the current model that they have right now is they basically play as a general contractor and then they sub out all of the work. So they actually don't have a whole team uh, right now that um, does it from A to B. Uh, I suspect that's going to be a challenge just as they either scale, but also as they uh, keep going through processes. Because if you're relying on subcontractors, the challenge is you're based off of their availability. It's not under your umbrella, technically. So uh, the quality may may vary. So I, it's interesting that they didn't they decided not to do that. It may be because of they're currently being lean. Maybe they want to have a bench so they can rotate. It could be from a liability perspective. So there may be certain different reasons why they have it that way, but that's something to be aware of. There is a shortage of subcontractors out there. And so uh, I hope what they can do is actually create some sort of training program, um, given there is very little uh, available workers. And that's a huge reason why costs are so much higher here in the Bay Area outside of living costs. It's just the sh there's a very tight uh, level of inventory when it comes to workers. So given how high unemployment is, I hope they can actually encourage some sort of apprenticeship program or some sort of program to get those people working because the, the money is pretty good uh, for what it is. They'll get paid more than a lot of um, desk jobs right now. And so uh, hopefully they'll incorporate that and it'll certainly help the industry and it'll certainly help themselves. Now, another aspect is they're not as widely known. It is a smaller company right now, right? I mean, even though they've raised a lot of money, it's it's certainly not that much relative to how big the industry it is, even just Northern California, Southern California itself. 
a lot of this is a relationship business. So for example, my lenders, my insurance person, um, my contractors, there's all referrals because I know they'll do a good jobs. So I'll keep re reusing them. They, they have to build that up, right? Either they build it up or they spend a lot of money on the marketing do dollars to obtain clients, right? And the challenge with that is um, many of them are kind of one and done kind of things, right? They only do one house. They're only going to build one house. Now they may share the experience, but not everyone wants to go through that journey or that cost to build a house itself. It's not as uh, financially feasible uh, for most than just buying a house that's already ready to go. And the last thing that I want to point out related to a potential problem is uh, technology is not the easiest for construction workers. There's a reason why the real estate industry itself is one of the slowest to adapt technology. They're not wanting to use it. Most of them are still using pen and papers, if, if anything, like never mind even a, an iPad, right? So keep that in mind, uh, or you should be aware of that. That's going to be a, a big challenge for them to get onboarded, to be streamlined, of wanting them to update their notes onto you know a tablet or a computer or online. Uh, they simply just do a pen and paper and then you know move on from there. So just something to be aware of. It's just not that simple from what I see from uh, scaling these kind of individuals. Well, it gives you you know some food for thought. This is my first um, review of a particular company. In this case, a prop tech company. I heard of them recently on a podcast show that I listened to. So I found that it was really interesting given I previously did some in-law unit construction. So I know exactly the problems and the challenges when it comes to construction, especially here in the Bay Area. But it is certainly interesting. So I hope they get wildly successful and I hope they're able to expand in more places in the Bay Area as they are only in a couple of different counties, mostly in the north side right now. I hope you enjoy this new series. If you have any questions or would like to begin the home buying journey, let's talk. I'm never too busy to have a private conversation and share how I can help you every step of the way. If you found this video helpful, smash that like button, hit subscribe, and click on the little bell. You'll be notified every time I release a new video. If you know of an interesting company that I should actually provide my thoughts on, let me know. I'm always open to ideas. Leave it in the comments below. Send me a direct message. I'm happy to cover that and have it as a list of different things that I want to go over as we get through this series. And perhaps I may actually start incorporating live interviews with either the CEOs of these companies or prominent uh, executives at these companies. So that'll be a lot of fun to really be able to, to dive deep into what they actually do. Thanks for tuning into another episode, Engineering a Better Life today. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.